Yeah, I started. I started talking before I was thinking. Right? Yeah, I, I didn't want. I did not mean that. You know, it came across like, "Come on, you ungrateful bastards!" That's <laughs> that's not what I meant. I uh, I was just trying to carry through a, a kind of improv type thing and and realized I had failed miserably. And well, failure is a part of yes. learning. But no, it's uh, hopefully the people like. The tchotchke I sent them, mm-hmm. and I do we've not. Ex- come, I do not. Ex- I do not expect a a, a positive affirmation that they liked their tchotchke. That's the part that I messed up. We've come the, a long way from both in the beginning of the show. We <laughs> go back and listen uh, where we did what beer am I, and we gave people either we gave people glasses right from. Uh, East End, East End yeah. by by a good friend of good beer. So remember that. And we also at one point didn't we send out like we uh, bought a case worldwide, worldwide stout. stout, and we sent out bottles. Yes, the um, the the thing there was that uh, I'm a, I'm an asshole. Um, I had access to cheap shipping at that point. Uh-huh. Um. You could go ahead and talk about it. Probably not so ethical, but we were uh, we had a vil- ability to kind of slide our shipping into someone else's something or another, and uh, <laughs> so that's what we used to ship out the glass. I mean, overall, the dollar amount wasn't huge, but uh, yeah, when that dried up, the shipping of things dried up as well. So. That's a long time ago, man. Yeah, it was. I mean, it... holy shit! Yeah, do you remember? Uh, you know, before iTunes had podcasts, right? You had to use something like Lemon Potter. You remember Lemon Potter? <laughs> no, I do not remember Lemon Potter. Was that what it's called? Lemon iPod Lemon I Podcast Lemon Caster. It was this something to do with lemons. Is it, 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 it was remember? this Windows app that was a podcast aggregator. It would download your stuff. I definitely remember that it was before we, we started doing podcasts before podcasts became a thing. And then when iTunes picked it up, we our our audience went up by probably a thousand percent. <laughs> Close to it. Um And since then our audience has pretty much stayed the same. Last time I looked, it's been plateaued for yeah. forever <laughs> we gain some we lose some we really don't give a shit i mean we do our we do the show that we like to do and it it doesn't seem worth it to go for a different type of show because we like doing this one yeah and and we and we don't we only have ourselves to answer to we don't have to answer to anybody else I mean, we do, as listeners, you could stop listening to us completely, and we'd kind of still do the show, which is the weird thing, right? It's like we—we still—it's therapy, it's yeah, it's camaraderie, it's, it's every, it's all that mixed together for us. It's—it's—it's it's, it's a hobby, it's a weekly st- scheduled thing that we do that we can look forward to or not look forward to in equal measure, <laughs> right? Depending on how we feel at the time, right? Uh, but it's. It's it's a ritual of sorts, you know. It, it helps comfort, and it, it's always and it has the the 
the beauty of, of occasionally being very surprising and interesting and shocking us and sometimes being very uh, not good. I mean, it's like it's it's got all those things that is that are. It's a roller coaster, man. It is the fucking roller coaster of love. Tonight, tonight was a delicious show, but I mean, you know, I was definitely off tonight, and I mean that's was obvious. Yeah. Some nights, and you know, in the last couple of weeks, we've had shows that have been pretty meh. You know, it's you never know what you're going to get. Four hundred. 43 shows at this point. I think that we're allowed to have a few mesh shows. The, uh, the beerists are catching up to us like crazy. Let me see. I saw the other day what number they're at. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if they're putting like two shows a week or, or what, but they're, um, let me see what number they're at. They're going to catch us in a couple years, I fine, think. That's fine. No, no, it's. It, we talked about this recently. I I think that we are becoming more and more uh, irrelevant in beer podcast scene. But I really don't care. Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree. Because um, we're going to still be around in ten years, and all these other beer podcasts aren't. <laughs> We're the one kind of constant, and and I'm happy with that. Looks like they just had the 300th episode, so they've only been you know podcasting for four or five years, and they're 300 episodes already. Well, you got to think that when we started the show, we were not scheduling it. It was very much, hey, you want to do a show? And it was yeah. you know whenever we decided to do a show. It wasn't. We only decided to really, you know, stick weekly about five years ago or so. Yeah. And then, of course, we're we're always, you know, open to skipping a week for you know various reasons. So. Right. Yeah, I saw they were like hitting three hundred. Like, holy shit, they're going to catch us. <laughs> they're a better podcast than we are, anyway. So. <laughs> we need a whipping boy. We need someone like Grant to make fun of all the time. We only Nick, have each Nick other. had to move out of town. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Nick and I would have just... I'd be the guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We just finished that Goose Island. It's still pretty damn good. Um, That was the horn dog. Oh, no, that was a that was Goose Island. I put back on your... There is a little bit more horn dog, but no, I figure you're probably good to go. Yep. What, what album is this? This is uh, Hello Nasty. Hello Nasty. Is it? No, it's Check Your Head. Check Your Head. There's a B-side. Might be this album. Where there's kind of a vocal intro. He's like, shit, if I knew it was this, going to be this kind of party. I stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. Yeah, yeah. Is that the album? I don't know. I haven't heard that. Um, someone someone played, for, played that for me in high school. And uh, I've always stuck in my head, but I'm not sure. Like, right, I couldn't find it. it. Let me find it. It's the internet, right? You should be yeah, able to find it. Yeah, the internet should be able to find that for sure. Uh, so what have I been doing? Um, cutting down a tree in my backyard. Uh, we've got a huge maple tree, like 75-foot maple in the backyard. Did we talk about this last week at all? Or two weeks ago? Yes, a little bit about yeah, little bit. chainsaws like that. Yeah, chainsaws and shit. Exactly. That's what that's what I've been doing. 
trees get it split about ten years ago, getting rotten through, worried that it would last the winter. Um, the song you're looking for is uh, B Boys Making with the Freak Freak on Ill Communication. Oh, okay. <laughs> Making with the Freak Freak, okay. Anyway, today I dropped the trunk, so now I just have a little, you know, trunk. Well, I got a lot of cleanup to do, but I, I didn't kill myself, and I, I took down a 75-foot-tall maple tree and saved, you know, probably like $800 to $1,000 from a tree service taking that shit down. So I'd rather put that money into, like, planting a new tree or something mm-hmm. as opposed to taking a tree down. Uh... Part of me wants to uh, quit my job as a computer nerd and become a tree service person because I would be fucking fit as shit. <laughs> Holy shit, was I tired. Uh, several times through the process. Like, the one time I got down out of the tree, I was standing there, and I like got lightheaded. Like, I was a railroad yeah. to pass out. Yeah, you talked about that before. Last and then uh, last weekend, did some work really tired today wasn't so bad but i mean even today just taking the one big cut that dropped the main trunk uh my hands felt like just as tired holding that chainsaw and pushing that chainsaw as when i was using a handsaw cutting limbs last weekend so lots of cleanup my dad has a guy a farm who'll take all the the like brush the branches the you know the the pin stuff I could throw it in the woods in the back of my house, but I think we talked about this, right? It's, it's kind of unethical, right? Throwing the shit back there. Okay. In the common area, the common area woods, you know, I mean, a brush pile is not, it's not going to be gone in two years. It's going right. to take yeah. six or seven yeah. years to go away. You know, so. So pay to get it? I mean, you, you can pay to get some guys to I could pay someone to chip it. Um, my dad knows a guy who has a farm who will take the stuff so maybe it's still an externality that you know he's inheriting the burden but it's better than me well, it, it's like it's be- he wants it you know he's okay with it it's better than me throwing it into the common area and well it's like you know, people who would the- take old fry oil and and filter it and use it for their diesel cars right i mean it's the same uh, yeah i'm not sure i mean part of it might be he wants kind of a this is that song by the way so you'll hear it okay something. habitat for deer you know like if there's a brush pile maybe the deer hang out there and he can you know, get his deer. You know, I think that's kind of the. Does this remind you of this? this it's, I, I haven't heard the song in forever, so it doesn't ring a bell, but it sounds like your communication style, BC. Well, yeah, there's a lot of distortion, right? So, yeah, the big tree was my thing. I'm kind of proud that I didn't kill myself. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you did. I don't know if you're proud is the right word. Glad would be a better way. <laughs> there was times where I took, like... I, I, I went into the whole thing saying safety first, right? So, like, I took the chainsaw up the ladder into the tree a couple times, but I really only made one cut. There was two other times where I'm like, once I got up there... Hold on a second. Sure. If this gonna be that kind of party, I'm gonna stick my dick in the mashed potato. Hey, shit. I knew it was gonna be this kind of party. <laughs> uh, two times I took the chainsaw up. I'm like, ah, I just am not comfortable with making this cut on a ladder in a tree. 
with a chainsaw. Sorry, I took it back down and did it with the handsaw. We do it with the handsaw. The tree, the limbs fall really slowly, uh-huh. and because they're slowly losing their yeah yeah. And um, so the very last like so I the, I have a forty foot extension ladder. I'm working at like thirty five feet. The tree's another thirty five feet above me, forty feet above me. It's like a seventy foot, five foot tall tree. So I'm taking, I'm topping the tree. I am taking these branches. I got this fence and a swing set down below me that I don't want to. I don't want to break either of those. So I have this like um, canvas strap that I'm like hitching to the tree. So when I cut it, it pivots down and hangs from the strap. And then I do another cut to drop the thing straight down. The very last trunk, it's practically straight up. And I was like 80% sure it was going to fall to the left, but only 80% sure. If it fell to the right, it would fall on my legs and crush me against the ladder. Mm, that's bad. That's that's bad. That, that, that 20% chance of crushing my legs against the ladder, I did not like. So I... Oh, and then the wind... Not wind. A very light breeze started blowing the wrong way and fluttering the leaves. And I'm like, fuck this shit. So I saw the branch about two-thirds of the way through. I took a hatchet and hammered it into the cut so it was pushing it the other way. Uh-huh. And I had the, the, the canvas strap there. And I'm like, tonight there's going to be thunderstorms. I'll let the wind finish that shit. So I put the ladder up against the tree because when I was working up that high, one thing that helps a lot is I would take the top rung of the ladder and lash it against the tree. It makes the platform a lot more sturdy to work on. And then I had a climbing harness for my buddy that strapped me in when I was doing work just to be more safe. Uh-huh. But uh, I'm like, oh, at the wind. And I took Allie to a soccer game. We came back and it, Heather's like, the tree fell. And it was like, it, it had slipped out of the strap. So once it had pivoted down, it was hanging there and it slipped out and fell down, but didn't hit anything. So it all worked out. And then today I dropped the last 35 feet of the main trunk. Cool. Yeah. You did it. Yeah. Now I got a stump. I got to get out, but that's easy. Hire. I'm gonna have to hire a stump that, right Yeah, that, that. But that's like that's a lot less money than you would have. Been. It, it. The taking this tree down, like hiring a service, it probably would have cost eight hundred to a thousand dollars. Yeah. And I can think of a lot more things I'd want to spend a thousand dollars on. For sure. I agree. Way to go. You did it. I did you it. You did it. And I'm still alive and uninjured. So far. Who knows what the dude with the it's to do with the stump thing. I'm just coming at you with a hatchet. You're like, ah, <laughs> motherfucker! And you're like, oh no, all my work. It was funny because Heather was like, you know, the last that last branch was hairy, but the last three or so were, I was fine with it. But she's like, you should call someone to finish this job. I'm like, they're gonna see how much I did, see where I pushed out, and be like, charge me full price anyway, right? <laughs> You know, because it's the part I couldn't do, right? So they're not going to charge me a discount for doing the hardest part. They might. They, they would say you did enough that we know that. I mean, maybe. Yeah, you'd probably be able to get them to, to, to drop down their price a couple hundred bucks at least. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. 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 Put your roof down. I put my roof down, but I'll Boobs in California. <laughs> oh, I do want to talk to you about this latest Mr. Robot, so you just have to kind of watch it. Yeah, um, I haven't watched it yet. I'm watching it. Talk about it next week. Um, 
<laughs> I'm looking the, at the episode where Terrell escapes from the the country. The, yeah, that was okay. That, that, I do want to talk to you about that because you told me the second episode was a snooze and the third episode was interesting. I feel like the exact opposite. The second uh-huh. episode was really interesting to me. The third episode was a fucking snooze. What the fuck do I care about Tyrell? Because there was nothing interesting that went on in the story okay. at all. I don't remember like, saying that, but okay. <laughs> there was like. I expected maybe there would be something interesting going on in the Tyrell story. There was nothing interesting that happened. At all. Yeah. Not a damn thing interesting. It it almost feels... I don't remember telling you that. Uh, But if I did, sure, whatever. Tyrell almost feels like another construct. Yeah, the, 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 the interesting thing about it is like, okay, there are... When the show focuses on on the people who have interesting characters, then it works. And when the show focuses on people who don't have interesting characters, it really does not work at all. Tyrell is not an interesting character. Well, I don't be, know because he's but he's so undimensional. He almost yeah. seems like he might be another construct of Elliot. But there's too much going on for him to yeah. be an actual construct. Yeah. He just, he just yeah. it, so like okay. So the interesting characters, Elliot is definitely interesting because mostly because of what's going on. But also he's he's the main character. Um, Darlene is interesting. The FBI agent is interesting. The new guy played by Bobby Carnavale is interesting. I don't know what the fuck is up with Angela. Like I don't, I, I don't understand that character. I don't understand the Tyrell character. I don't get who. These so I mean, the Angela are. character has grown. A but straight- grown- she's she's gained. Like strengthen the story, right? Because now she's like one of the masterminds, right? As opposed to incidentally involved. But I don't you know, understand she, she, her motivations at all. Like I don't. It doesn't uh, make the, any sense to me why she does what she does. She wants to get revenge for what E Corp did to her, or what what. What um, capitalism did to her parents. That doesn't come through in her character. But I don't feel that. I don't. I don't. Like, that's the justification that's said out loud, mm-hmm. but doesn't doesn't fit for me with what she's doing. It, 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 her actions and what she's done in, in story wise don't make. It, 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 I just. I'm having a hard time fitting that character with what, with with that. It it, it, it just doesn't doesn't fit for me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, is you've it, heard this one. Is this a new song? Well, you, you met you maybe changed to ill communication, which mm-hmm. is where this song is. Yeah. I like this song, but, even, well, even though I mean, it's overplayed. I like this song. It's the song sucks. The song is not great. The video is fantastic, and every time I think of the song, I think of the video. Yeah, and, that and, might that probably helps. And the video is just the video is, is one of the great music videos of all time. I legitimately feel that way. That this is like because it, it was. It was just so well done. It was like it was Spike Jones at his best figuring out how to turn this song into something interesting and <laughs> and like and an anthem of sorts. Right. Nah, you got points there, for sure. So I'm looking at some of the tweets I liked as opposed to tweets I okay. Yeah. So one is a Kumail Nanjiani's tweet. 
because I mean, Kamel's funny as hell. But um, there, he just does some quotes. They're kneeling to protest police violence. Awful. He preyed on a fourteen-year-old. Well, she's not fourteen anymore, so what's the problem? There was a story on uh, Politico this week that I saw that is it, it's it's uh, it's worth reading because if you think the um, next presidential election is going to be a cakewalk, oh, don't yeah no yeah. but but. It, I, th- I think what what is happening though is is elections are becoming more important and midterm elections are becoming much more important and much more covered. So you're not going to see as much disengagement from midterm elections as you used to in the past. Right. So this political story, they went to Johnstown, Pennsylvania, not too far from here, and were um, kind of reconnecting with Trump voters and things like that. And everyone out there is a Trump voter. And wanting to see how they felt about, like, how ineffectual he's been with doing all his promises. And to a T, they're... They don't care. They like him. You know, it, it, it's kind of like the cult of personality type Well, thing. it's a very... It's cult of personality. It, it, it's that team mentality yeah. that gets thrown into politics where... Yeah, it's not his fault that the Congress wouldn't pass his right. repeal. It, and, it, you know, you're rooting for a uniform as opposed to a person. And... Yeah, that's bad. I don't like that the sport, the, 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 this pro wrestling thing has gone, gone into a politics, essentially. Um, it, it's, you know, it's, Johnstown's in some tough spots, right? There's it's, a couple of these good, like, me on Election Day 2016 versus me on Election Day 2017. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like the Riker one. Yeah. There was a, a couple ones. There, there, that was like a, a, a fad that was running around. And I, I thought that was funny. There was a... You know, face, you don't go on Facebook ever, so you probably don't know this, but they're really big at showing you photos from previous years and stuff like that. Uh-huh. It's like, hey, do you want to share this to, you know, to manufacture more content? And uh, it was Heather posting a picture on election morning 2016 where we took the kids out and they both were very proud of their I voted stickers and everything, right? And uh, this, uh, my comment was Facebook yourself fucking mean. Yeah, I've seen that before, yeah. that joke. The joke is a floppy disk. A kid says, oh, it's the same icon, 3D printed. It's funny. I've seen it a few times, though. Um, this, is, this is cool. There you go. That's neat. Alright, so gravity or something, right? Yeah, it's gravity. But it, it's a more it's a better picture than, than the dimple in a in a rubber sheet. Because you, it, it's more expressive of what's actually happening. Okay. Yeah, I, I suppose. To me, it feels very much the same, I, I guess. Well, the problem is that, that it looks very similar, but the It doesn't use down. It doesn't load down with anything. Where the, 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 the elastic sheet 
loads down with like kind of like your conception of gravity ex- um, extrapolated out, where this one doesn't do that. Well, I mean, okay, so so this does a couple things that are interesting. First of all, it shows you it in in, in a representation of three D space as opposed to two D space. So you see that all of space itself is being compressed around it, not just in, in, in one direction. In addition, you see that space itself is being twisted by this. This is the phenomenon of frame dragging. So, oh, okay, yeah. So you see that mm-hmm. the, the structure There's of a space weight. itself... There's a weight. Yeah. And... And if you and then there's there, there's the idea of, of from your sector you say well there's no like direct down well you have to like think relativistically that there is a down if you are floating near by one of these points and, you know, the, the well sure but what I'm saying is down. the other analogy overloads the concept of down right because it's it's equating the strength of pool and translating that to how you experience gravity pulling you down Mm -hmm. is what the other analogy does. Now, I think that it's important that you would show both, like, just like everything in school, right? You learn the wrong way first. Yes. And then you learn the right way second, or third, or fourth, or fifth. And I think, you know, show the rubber sheet first and then say, okay, keep in mind what we saw in the rubber sheet, but look at this. This is a little bit more accurate, right? Mm-hmm. This is a better representation. Another thing this, this shows nice and clearly with, with, with the way it changes color, which is another reason why I like it, is the, uh, the stress component. Okay. Which yeah. is, you know, important because we call it a stress energy tensor for a reason. There's there's stress being put on on you know th- this area of space that is being compressed. Speaking of teaching things, uh, this past week, Ali is doing remainder division, right? You learn that before you learn decimal division, right? You know, six remainder four, mm-hmm. whatever. So I I remembered as a kid having a hard time conceptualizing the dividing and the remainders and stuff. So on the fly. I thought up a way to teach it to her. Okay, well, I got to pee. So I want to okay. listen to this. I'm interested, and sure. I don't want to be distracted by the fact that I have to pee. So. Okay. No problem We'll just listen to Beastie and get all funky. So I am addicted to buying cheap electronic shit on AliExpress. Um, AliExpress is like the Alibaba where you can just buy one something with free shipping. It's ridiculous. You can buy a cloned Arduino for less than $2 and have it shipped to your house in the United States for free. It probably costs more than $2 to ship the actual envelope from China to Pennsylvania. I I don't know how they do it. I suspect that most of the stuff that I'm buying is surplus. Like previous generations, I know some of the stuff I bought is not the latest generation of the Chinese clone market. So maybe it's so cheap because they have a warehouse full of shit they want to get rid of. But you know, some of this previous generation stuff is is perfectly suitable. Uh, super, you know, <laughs> it's funny. It's an Arduino that actually badges itself as an Uno, but it doesn't look like an Uno. 
It the, the way they keep the cost down is it does not have the FTDI uh, serial chip. <coughs> it has some cloned, cheap version of the chip. You have to install a different driver to actually program the thing. Uh, what else have I bought from Alex? But all kinds of stuff. You know, stuff that working on for the Ali Makes YouTube channel. Uh, no, you know, no coincidence that, or I guess it is a coincidence that Ali Makes and Ali Express are both Ali. Um, got this little 64 by 8 LCD panel that Greg, I showed Greg that uh, marquee. marquee signboard thing. That was uh, $3 free shipping. This well, here. My old stuff. So here's, his, uh, oh, okay. here's one of the. <laughs> oh, broken one? Well, it's not broken. It's it just, just the, the seal is not. It's prolapsed. Yeah. Ew, yeah, it's all. That rubber seal is no good. Ew. Ew, it's all sticky. <laughs> Ew, what the hell? Oh, well. So your xyluses do go bad after 12 years, apparently. Ew, gross. Yeah, but that one's fine. Back of the bag. Should be clean though. So I was talking about how I'm addicted to buying little electronic yes, shit on I heard, Express. Yes. Um, this guy is a Bluetooth receiver speaker amplifier. So you hook this up to two speakers and you get your little Bluetooth speaker thing. Ah. Um, it has a microphone on it too. I wonder if I can turn it into a listening device. Well, so you can you can easily use that in the portal gun for a sound chip well no you'd have to have your it phone did. actually play the sounds oh okay so what you really want is like what Ali used for her pumpkin right and a speaker yeah and, and something attached, like that uh, attached amplifier yeah. there's an Ali makes where she makes the um the, she calls it the frightful pumpkin and, did that uh, work on people did it no it didn't it wasn't effective because everybody has five dollar motion activated tchotchke Halloween things in the front yard Ah. So, and, and no one appreciated that this was homemade, mm. right? So it wasn't effective because we learned and we made something that everyone can buy for five bucks. Gotcha. Well, that, that's fine. But, it, 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 well, we learned a marketing lesson. Uh-huh. But we also learned a lot of other stuff, too. Yes, so I'm yes. not complaining. But, well, did it make an impact? No, it did not make an impact. Did it work as designed? Yes, it worked as designed. All right, so teaching Ali remainder division. Um, so, you know, she had homework. She had some questions about, you know, how to do this. How the... Uh, so... Like, before I came home from work, Heather misunderstood and was trying to teach her decimal division, add the zero, bring it down, all uh, that stuff. And whenever you're trying to teach your kids something in math these days, you never know if the way you learned 20 years ago... Okay, so we're looking at Stranger Things... <laughs> okay. But it says piss tape is real. <laughs> Alright, so Trump piss tape. This this actually was very effective. So um you know, she had to do remainder division. So say she had um thirteen divided by four. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. So the answer is three 
remainder one. Yep. So basically the way I showed her this was uh, make four cues, right? And then just map out 13. So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, mm -hmm. 10, 11, 12, 13. So now you look at the rows, the complete rows are the three, and the remainder is the one. This, yeah, it's a good I, way I came up with this yeah. on the fly because I remember, I easily remember third or fourth grade and not comprehending mm -hmm. what remainder division was. So I taught her this and she got it. And then like a day or two later in math class, they started teaching her the area method of division. And we just had a student teacher conference with her teacher um, yesterday. Uh huh. Or for, yeah, yesterday. And the teacher's like, "Yeah, Allie raised her hands. Like my dad taught me the, this method the other day, and I get it. You know, so I, I actually taught her a Common Core method, a way cool, of doing yeah. division. Just kind of figuring out how do I explain." A intuitive way of doing remainder division to my kid. Yeah, I, I like you know to, to me th th that's very similar to what I would have come up with, which is the idea of buckets. You have mm -hmm. a bu yeah, no, I called them buckets at one point. Yeah, yeah. You, have, you have buckets of four. How many buckets of four fit into thirteen and what's left over? Oh, see, okay, I see. I that doesn't work for me as well. I wouldn't say buckets of four. I would say four buckets. How many are in each bucket? How what's you know how many go into each bucket? That to me, that my brain works better that way. Okay, whatever works. Yeah, whatever. Bucket, it, buckets of four, buckets with four things right. in them. Yeah. How see, many of these buckets with four things I, in them do you I, need I, to get? I the understand what you're things. saying. To me, that's not very intuitive. It doesn't. Okay. I mean, I, I I understand why it should be intuitive, but for some reason, it's not. Okay. Where if you have four buckets and you start putting, uh, you throw a washer into one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. To me, that's I more see what you're saying. intuitive. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's called the area method, apparently. <laughs> uh, it, it makes sense, right? Because you're talking about fitting, like, fitting things into an area. Well, it's an area, right? You have a length and a width. Mm -hmm. Two dimensions, so it is an area. Yep. Definitely not the volume method. A shoe. A shoe. Now, if I do an initial knot... Mm-hmm. I can do this thing where one goes over, one goes under. Didn't we do this before? Did we? I think so. Boom. Tie. Simplest way to do a, a what's this called? A square knot? It, no. No, it's. Um, it's the same exact knot as a loop knot. Mathematically. Right. No, a square knot doesn't have loops in it. So, I mean, it. Let's see. It could be a square knot where you didn't pull the things the whole way through. Yeah, yeah, it's a square knot. If you if you pulled these out. Oh, uh, yeah, square knot, not granny. So you did it the right way. If you reversed your things, it would have been a granny knot. But um, yeah, I mean, so, so you have so you get your initial like you know you take your your two <laughs> things, you do that initial thing where you just cross one over other and pull yeah, it down. You do the overhand knot. And then one is coming, and it's going sort of down. It, it, it's, it's coming out of it in, in the up direction. So you sort of loop that down. And one is coming out in the down direction. You, you continue the direction they exit the overhand knot. You take the... You, you make little loops. Mm -hmm. And then you sort of pass them between each other. Yeah. Pass each under each other. 
and then and just I'm not sure that's the easiest way to teach a kid or not. You know, no, uh, well, the thing is, like, you have to show them, but it's so it, it's the easiest way to do it. It's how the do you normally to, is that how you tie your shoe, or do you do it nowadays? But I would do like this, or the way I learned was to actually make two. This is the way I did it for forever. I made two loops and did yeah, this, okay. which is. And, and this is a terrible knot. Look at how hard it is. I learned is, that is. much later. The, the way I did it, the way I had to teach my kids was uh, so you make a loop, but this part of your thumb is very important. So you use that to hook the thing, right? And then you push it through. So, I mean, I mean that's what you did second, the way you normally tie your shoe. But, um, you know, for some reason, I really pointed out to my kid you, the, this thumb here is not just holding the lace, it's also a hook. That's so simple, though. Boom, and it's done, and it's a great knot. Because I mean, you know a bad knot yeah, when it's true. like. Oh, I, you know, I'm a knot geek. I uh, I just never concern myself with an optimal shoe knot. <laughs> when it when it hangs like that, that's a bad knot. When it when it it should hang, not up and down on your shoe because this is just going to un- unknot itself really quickly. Oh, it no. hang See, this I, way. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, that's not the characteristic I would describe a good or bad knot. Good or bad knot is how well does it bite? Does it work itself loose? Does it need to be under tension? You know, well, I mean, you, I'm so. saying you can tell a bad knot because a bad knot will be lengthwise in the shoe and a good knot that won't undo itself will not be lengthwise. Okay. Yeah, I suppose... That's the easiest knot to, you know, it's so easy to make that knot. Um, but, and, and the way you do this, the, so the problem here is if, if, if you do it this way, the reason why this knot is bad is because it, it takes the same path as this one. So you should do this one the opposite of the way you do the other one. The first knot should be the opposite of the way you do the second knot. Otherwise, it's not going to be... So the down and up part should basically switch places. If the down and up part don't switch places, then you get a bad knot that goes lengthwise. And it's really easy to understand. I learned that from a show called... uh, 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 Damn it. David Reese's show... Something with David Reese. Oh, damn it! I just I had it in my head. Um, David Reese. It's, it's like it's not doing things, but it's um, getting going deep, going deep with okay. David Reese. And one of the and, and he does very very simple concepts, but then does a half hour on them. And one of them was tying a knot. Had a tie I mean, knot. there's there's. Like, nautology is, uh-huh. is interesting, right? Like, because one of his things was how to light a match. And it got into, like, fire and what's going on okay. there. And, and so but, like, I mean, so just, like, like, coming up with knots and tying knots, like, you want something... The most important... Well, the most important thing about a knot is that it stays tied. Yes. The second most important thing is being able to untie it. Yes. So if you just make a giant mess that's not untieable... So a lot of knots will have... Not shoe knots. Shoe knots are... They have the loops to untie mm-hmm. them. But other knots that don't, aren't, you know, aren't made to be released multiple times a day or something like that, they'll have a, a, a back that you can kind of like pull loose, you know, that, that kind of like 
kind of change the geometry of the knot to make it yep. release itself. And um, ever since Scouts, you know, I've always been a geek for, I mean, knots, the, the knots and lashing was called pioneering in Scouts. And that was my favorite part, you know, like using ropes that tie sticks together and make a big thing was my thing. Have you looked at all into knot theory? Uh, I don't know. There's a whole branch of mathematics devoted to knots. Yeah, I think I have a little bit, yeah. And how... And, and the types of knots there are. And and there are, like, a compendium of types of knots. And then there are problems in knot theory. Like, there's a question of whether this particular knot can be undone, or like, can exist with one string or not, or, or can be undone in a particular way. Uh, there, there's all these interesting... It's way beyond me, and, and I don't have the... I haven't devoted uh, my I energy really, to I it. never really got into the philosophical part of knots. It's more so the uh, practical part. Like, uh, you know, if you're tying a knot on a sailing ship where the wind's going to be battering the knot all day, every day, right. you know, it's going to have different properties than something where it's more static and not vibrating. But at the same time, you can see how... There's a math behind that, and oh sure, and when I mean, you understand all the knot, that, all you the can knots, generalize that into other things. All the knots I use are, you know, I mean, they're well-known knots. I don't know anything too crazy, but they're simplistic constructs of, you know, kind of the minimal necessary thing to do it. You know, I remember reading a paper. I didn't totally understand it, but it was fascinating because it was about if you have a bunch of cables like in a box. They're going to get knotted. Mm-hmm. And there's like a, a thermodynamic reason why that occurs. These, you, you, the intuition is I lay the cable out straight, it should stay straight. Or I, or I roll it up in a particular way, it should stay that way. But that is not how knots in real life work. Right. And the dynamics of cables is that. They are going to tie themselves together. It's like the thermodynamic equilibrium is actually a, a, a knotted form as opposed to straight. Sure. It's fascinating. And and it explains a lot of interest. Like, it, it can be then... You can use that and expand on it and say, okay, well, then the reasons why we have things like proteins. I mean, it's kind of like there's only one state where it's straight and there's infinite states where it's not straight. Yeah, that's basically it. But, you know, as to why that will will occur, is it's just, you know, a bunch of random motion will... will I mean, okay, so... Yeah, essentially... You have have a rope wrapped around something and you try to pull it. You think you just pull it off. But it's going to gain this like rotational thing, and yep, it's going to want to wrap right. around each mm-hmm. other and stuff before it gets over the fulcrum point, and and just like all these little motions like will get amplified, and it will just wrap around itself like five or six times. Yep. And and the closer it gets to the end of the rope, and there's less mass there, the faster it's going to wrap itself. Yep. And it's just going to keep going the same direction. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's super fascinating. But it's do you like, want me to go grab some rope? Do you want to tie some knots? No. Do you want to learn some knots? No. I'll teach you some knots. No. I love knots. I would love to do that, but not now. Okay, next time we'll teach yes. you some knots. Yes, no, I'm totally into it, but it's, you know, it's already, you know, nearly 11.
11 15 so it's like yeah next time not beer radio yeah no i'd be happy to to learn some interesting knots uh because yeah that's one thing i don't know at all and i know like there are good knots for like that that won't go until you pull one thing that it really easily goes out i i know a square knot i know a surgeon's knot you need to learn more knots Mm. two half itches no idea yes Totline hitch, not sheep a clue. bend, not a clue. Sheep bend, the uh, or sheep shank, I guess is what it's called. Clove hitch, clove hitch is the beginning of all your lashings. Square lashing, diagonal lashing, shear lashing. Those are the majority. Oh, bowline. Yeah, those are the majority of all the knots I use. So you can do almost everything you need with everything I just mentioned, hmm. and and you don't even need most of those lashing knots. Um, yeah, you're going to learn some knots next time. All right. I'm good. I like learning. Learning is what I'm good at. Awesome. Should we uh, Should we stop until next time? Yeah, sounds good. All right. Remember, I need to borrow your... Uh, you got a 12-footer or 25-footer? 12-foot should be fine because I'm just measuring my apartment. So and like space for, for furniture, okay. so the, I'm not going to go beyond 12 feet for sure. All right. See you, people. <laughs> <laughs>